2: Hot one for the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Their offense rolling again. They lead San Jose 4-2, 7.43 left in the second period. Red Wings up 3-2 on the Blues early in the third. Ducks and Panthers tied 2-2 in the third. Stars and Flames just getting underway down the highway. Penguins and Avalanche coming up at 7.30. And as we've been talking about, Oil Kings and Prince Albert Raiders just underway seconds into the first period as the Oil Kings try to become just the second team to beat the Raiders this season. The Red Deer Rebels, the only other squadron to be able to pull that off. You can text 630-630. We were talking about Happy Hitch earlier in the show. Yakishev says we will see if Hitchcock is still riding a unicorn, blowing bubbles and flying over the rainbow a few months from now. Well, I don't know if Hitch will be Yakishev, but I know you will be. I'd be disappointed if you weren't. And another text says, uh, hey Reid, I've been on the Hitchcock bandwagon for years. I remember about two or three years ago when Rob Brown talked about Hitch and he said that when you have the puck, you can do what you want and when you don't have the puck, you do what Hitch wants. He called Hitchcock the best coach he's ever had. I think Rob Brown is one of the best commentators in hockey. Well, thank you for that. I will definitely tell Rob and he is an absolute pleasure to work with and Rob and I will be on the air before and after tomorrow's game against the Los Angeles Kings and another pretty good analyst. Well, I'll even say he's excellent. It's Daryl Evans from the LA Kings Radio Network. Daryl, you're on with Reed. How you been? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Uh, doing very well. It's always great to catch up with you. Thanks for making time for us on the show tonight. Before we dive into the hockey stuff uh you did your best to make yourself an honorary edmontonian today i think like if you if you go for a run in the river valley daryl especially in late november you're really working hard to fit in man i saw your twitter account <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah you know it was a beautiful day the sun was out and it wasn't windy so i've always wanted to make that run uh, you know down by the water during you know during the kind of the winter months and uh it was spectacular i had a great time doing it and uh there's a couple other people out there kicking around as well, but uh, hey, I really enjoyed it, and hopefully I'll be able to do it again tomorrow.
2: Well, that's awesome. Daryl, I, I, I run my, myself. I mean, I'm my, by no means fast, but I've kind of made running, uh, you know, three, four, five times a week a part of my life. Uh, but in, in the winter, I, I go inside, and, and the thing you know, about me for, in the winter, it's not just the cold, you know, it, it's the ice. How Were you dodging a lot of ice out there, or was it okay where you were?
3: You know, it wasn't too bad. Uh, you know, and that was one thing that I was concerned about. Uh, there was, seemed to be like there was either some sand or some salt laid in, in different spots there, like along the stairs, going up and down the stairs. And, and down along the path, There was it seemed like it was sand. So all in all, it was pretty good. I think with the sun on it, uh, even though the temperature was cold, I think it uh, kind of made it a little bit more liquid than, than ice. But that was, that was something I was a little bit leery of. Uh, I probably controlled my pace a little bit more than I normally would but uh all in all it was again like i say it's just it was just a beautiful run outside
2: all right and then you you went curling (laughs) daryl of course we're in edmonton (laughs) that's great where'd you go
3: uh uh, oh boy was it crestwood i think it was crestwood yeah crestwood yeah Yeah, yeah, okay yep we went and we had a good old time with that and uh it was actually, uh, I think there was a, uh, a women's league going on this afternoon, and I think they got quite a kick out of watching a bunch of uh, real amateurs uh, <laughs> making making silliness out there. So it was great afternoon spent. Uh, you know, we we had uh, a gentleman there give us a kind of a little bit of a uh, you know some tips on on how to play, and uh, you know we we uh, by the end of it we almost knew what we were doing. But. All in all we had a great time. <laughs> well, I I, got,
2: I I got to ask. I mean, I I, I know you've spent most of your uh, life now in in LA and area, but you are you are Canadian by birth. So certainly you must have curled at some point before though.
3: Yeah, I've uh, I probably done it two or three times. I actually curled out in California at a charity event uh, a few years ago. There's a group in one of the uh, one of the rinks out there that uh, that they that they play at. Um, but uh, this is probably the second time that I've been, you know, in an actual curling curling environment where it's, you know, strictly curling. And uh, like I said, the gentleman that helped us out there, uh, Dennis was his name. Uh, he did a great job giving us some pointers, and what a difference that made. Uh, you know, giving you, uh, you know, just a little bit of an idea of, you know, what what to do because when you watch it. Ah, uh, the professionals make it look so easy, and uh, it just gives you a greater respect for how good they really are—the way they can control what they're doing.
2: Well, th- th- thanks for sharing that on on your social media for Inside Sports. You you had a you had a great day for sure here uh, in Edmonton. Game day coming up tomorrow, Daryl. So so let's dive into all this serious hockey stuff. Uh, so uh, I got to ask you about Ilya Kovalchuk—about uh, six and a half minutes against the Oilers. Uh, I think he was just under nine minutes uh, yesterday against Vancouver. I mean, he's got the contract over six million per year, and I mean, he does have some goals this year on a team that doesn't score a lot. I mean, how, how do you look at the situation, Daryl? Is this is this you know in danger of being a bad contract already? Is this a down phase for the for the man? What's going on?
3: You know, I th- I think there's you know they've got to find a way to you know incorporate him in things. I think the unfortunate thing is, is uh, you know, the way the team has played. Because if you go back to, you look at his numbers, his statistics, uh, he had 14 points in 14 games and has not had a point since. So he's gone, you know, now 10 games without a point. So uh, you've got to find a way to get him in the fold. Uh, you know, there's no doubt, that, you know, the strength of his game is the offense, uh, being able to play on the power play. And, you know, he, he needs minutes. He needs playing time. You know, last night he played, I think it was 9.05 in, in the game against the Canucks. And in the role that he played, you know, being down on the fourth line and all that, I thought he did exactly uh, what was expected of him in that role, and that was, you know, be responsible defensively, wasn't on for any goals against, had a shot uh, that created a good opportunity off a rebound, and uh, he had a couple of hits in the game, a couple of block shots, and a takeaway. So uh, I think, you know, he understands that he maybe needs to do, uh, you know, a few of the little things, uh, you know, that's the way this team plays, and that's the way the coach, you know, coach wants to see him play. But, I think at the end of the day, there's a happy medium where everything needs to come together because, uh, you know, let's face it, the Kings are a team that, uh, that uh, need to score some goals, and he's, he's got as much ability as anybody to be able to put the puck in the net, scoring over 400 so far in his career. So, uh, again, I think they need to meet in the middle there somewhere and find a way because uh, not only is he, you know, he's on a contract this year, he's got two more years on his contract, and, uh, you know, I think the Kings would definitely like to see him be a contributor in that time.
2: Daryl Evans joining us on Inside Sports getting you ready for the Kings and Oilers tomorrow night. Goaltender Jonathan Quick uh, activated. He's missed 12 games with a lower body injury. Uh, I don't know if the Kings announced anything today, but I'm uh, common thinking he's he's going to jump right back in and play tomorrow.
3: Uh I think that you know we don't know anything. The Kings had a day off today. Um, so you know nothing has been uh you know definitely said uh and with regards to who's going to start the game but you know the way the coach was talking yesterday in Vancouver that, you know, that you know expects to see him on this trip and it's you know there's just two more games, one being in Edmonton here tomorrow night and the next night in Calgary. So, you know, I would not be surprised to see him in the lineup tomorrow night. I think yesterday was a you know a step in getting him closer to you know back in the game, being that he hadn't traveled with the team. So you know going through that you know day of game routine, doing the morning skate, you know taking a nap and all that, and you know. Being there and mentally, you know, engaging in the game, so he looked dialed in last night. Uh, you know, and watching when he was out there and everything that he did, his body language and everything the way he carried himself, and I would not be surprised to see him uh, start against the Oilers uh, tomorrow night.
2: All right, Daryl, I got to have uh, some fun with you here. Maybe get maybe get a memory if I can. We had Curtis Hunt on the show in the last half hour. He's the general manager of the PA Raiders. Uh, they're only 24 and one to start the western Hockey League season not bad I mean you could be 25 and old but they'll, they'll settle for 24 and yeah, one uh, uh from your playing career and you can go back to I- any any portion of your your career uh hottest streak you were ever on as a member of a team does something stand out
3: nothing really I don't remember ever going like a, a real long trade probably I guess you know you know I It'd probably be going all the way back to Pee Wee um, when I played with the uh, Toronto Young Nationals, and we are on a team that won the uh, Quebec uh, Junior, ter- or me, the Quebec Pee Wee tournament. We won the city of Toronto and the province of Ontario, and I think at that time we were the only team that have accomplished that feat. Um, I'm not sure exactly how many games in a row we won. We didn't lose too many. I know that uh, we had a great hockey club, and that would probably uh, the team that would probably would, uh, would have been on that team.
2: Right, and all the guys, like you never washed your equipment, taped your sticks the same way, right?
3: <laughs> uh, the equipment used to walk to the game itself. So right.
2: it. <laughs> uh, Daryl, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, thanks for checking in. Thanks for sharing your uh, your day as an honorary Edmontonian. Glad you got there out there and enjoyed the city, and I will see you at the rink tomorrow. I'm looking forward to talking to you.
3: Looking forward to it. It should be a great game between these two teams. as They just met a couple of days ago, so it'll be great to see them, uh, see the adjustments that both teams make, and it should be a heck of a hockey game.
2: Right on. See you, Daryl. All right. Good night. Daryl Evans checking in from the LA Kings radio booth. Obviously a former player with the team. Always fun to have him on the show. So uh, as he was talking about, it's been uh, tough for uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. hasn't been playing a lot. They'll continue to see if uh, he can work his way back up the lineup, and likely that we'll see Jonathan Quick back in net for the uh, LA Kings tomorrow night hey some guests on the show get gift certificates to northern chicken bringing down home southern comfort food to edmonton along with other tasty treats you can salivate over the menu at northchickenyeg.com we'll take a quick timeout. it's 716 inside sports on 630 chat
1: Please support 6:30 Chad Santa's Anonymous. Visit Santa'sAnonymous.ca to find out how. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30 Chad.
2: And we always appreciate if you can help out with Santa's Anonymous Delivery Day this year, Saturday, December fifteenth. That's uh, that's two and a half weeks, Kellen. Wow. So, Sorry, coming up fast. It's coming up fast. Uh, we get so many people helping out. We love all of you for doing it. Sanithanonymous.ca, Jerry Forbes Center at 1212268th Street. Thanks a lot for tuning in. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports. We're with you until eight o'clock tonight. Ed the Sock coming up around 745. That should be a fun one. I have I got I gotta say this, Kellum. Uh, coming up on 19 years in broadcasting, mm-hmm. I've never interviewed a piece of clothing before. That's a first tonight. So I've, I've perhaps have had some interview guests with the personality of a piece of clothing. Not just a piece of clothing, Not just but just your... an actual piece of clothing with yeah. a lot of personality, right? Which I think Ed, will, Ed, the sock, will will be. Okay, what was I doing here? Oh yeah, PA has scored already. 4.20 into the game, Max Martin gets the goal, so the Raiders lead the Oil Kings 1-0 halfway through the first period. We got a text here from Kevin Dew, 6.30, 6.30, about the Prince Albert Raiders. He goes, 24-1, that's impressive. I'm 0-75 in arguments with my wife. You know, Kevin, I I, I am not married, but I, I I do know a lot of married people, and if if... If you've had 75 arguments with your wife, I'm not surprised you haven't won one, but you've only probably been married, what, like three or four months? Because <laughs> I, I know most married men would tell me you would be into the thousands once you get into uh, many years of marriage. Just saying. Just, just saying what I've heard. Just telling you what's out there. That's I'm not all. saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying what my guy told me. My guy's married, and that's what he tells me. All right. You can text 630-630. Phone number is 780-496-0063. Uh, this person says, by the way, I always prefer, I'm not saying I won't uh, read your text, but I prefer if you sign your name to it or have a handle you want to go with. Uh, but this individual says, "Read. I sure like the intensity the Oilers are playing with. I believe Hitchcock has made uh, impact in a very short amount of time. Uh, I think he's made an impact. Uh, look, here's the thing. I, I a lot of people still write in, well, the roster is flawed. They're not deep enough. I, I mean, you're right. I, I I can't argue with that. I just think in the short term, at least for me, I'm going to talk more about how they're playing and what impact Hitch is is having or not having. Clearly, Shirelli's under fire. Clearly, Shirelli has not done a good a job as other GMs building around a couple of star players. So, I, I mean, I... I I mean, yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, I just, I just feel Shirelli's future is probably a story that's going to be bigger in in a few weeks or months from now. I think, I think for the short term, we'll see how they play. We'll see if the goaltenders can keep them in games. We'll see if there is perhaps some secondary scoring sprouting up from some other part of the uh, other part of the lineup. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Kevin has written back. He says we're on our honeymoon. There we go, there we go, 0-75, 0-75 in arguments. Uh, you know what, I, I didn't get to play all my, uh, my happy hitch
4: clips. He likes how the Oilers practice and how it's going to affect Yessi Pouliarvi. One of the major reasons I, I wanted him to come into this group was it's been a long time for me as a coach, a long, long time. It goes back, quite frankly, to the Dallas days, the first set, when I was there in the uh, prehistoric age. Um, when I go back, that group, uh, that were so respectful of each other, they just went to war at practice against each other. This group does this. I've never seen a group for a long time practice like this against each other. And the respect they show for each other by the way they go at it, To me, you can really grow if you're involved in that atmosphere, and I think Jesse needs to be part of that atmosphere if we expect this guy to grow, and if we want him to get to the next level as a player, he needs to have to dig in and go at the way these guys go. Because I've had two full practices with him, and both times I've had them to ask them to slow down and back off, just you know. And like I said on the ice today, the, the penalty killers let the power play have a little bit of success because the two practices we've had before, they just go at each other so hard. You know, we've had, I've had to ask, ask them at times to back off.
2: So there you go. Hitch is happy with how hard they practice. As a matter of fact, this is how happy Hitch is. They're practicing too hard. Hey, I'm not criticizing the positivity, but he he's he's really selling it, and he's being uh, very careful about what he says publicly. And hey, nothing wrong with that. That's what he feels he has to do to steer the team in the right direction. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Is this goalie Doc on the line?
0: Yeah, it's goalie Doc.
2: Okay, have we talked before?
0: No, I'm first time caller. Listen, lots of times.
2: Okay. Um,
0: I just had a question. Um, I listen to you guys, and when Kelly Rudy's on. Yep. Um, did you guys did you guys congratulate him on uh, the fact that he was at the top 100, one of the top 100 goalies in the uh, hockey news?
2: No, we have not talked about that. I would never give Kelly that sort of credit, goalie doc. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so that that's was, cool. We we have not talked about it though.
0: So I was gonna phone in, and I keep uh, this is the first time I called. I'm gonna I'm gonna be caller number 29 for you. So. <laughs> In Edmonton. The other thing I wanted to say was you had uh, the MVP on. You had uh, just with uh, a Justin.
2: Justin Rose. Justin yeah, Rose. Yes.
0: So I wanted to do a tie-in with the, a little bit with the Oilers and stuff. So did you? Uh, the last thing he dropped was he's going to play basketball at the Mike Day uh, tournament. Um, the Mike Day tournament has ran for over 20 years. It's uh, at the Saint. It's at Saint uh, on 163rd Street and 90. Uh, Third Avenue. Mike Day is uh, a great gentleman. Uh, coached uh, FX uh, both the the, uh, pro- the football team and basketball team. His tie-in is the following with the with the uh, with the Oilers. His uh, lovely wife Diane is a Messier, so he's Mark Messier's actually uncle. So um, if anybody's interested, there's great. Uh, I think it starts tomorrow night. The the, uh, the tournament. It's uh, both for women and, and it's both uh, the girls and men's. Uh, yep. Uh, senior and junior basketball. And it's kind of like the first where basketball gets started. And people come from uh, from in the city, but I think from outside the city there. And it's been going on. But uh, yeah, I just thought I'd let you know that. But there's a tie-in with uh, with uh, with the SCAs.
2: No, that's awesome. That that's cool, goalie doc. Thanks for listening, man. I appreciate it. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, uh, we got Ian Herbers and Ed the Sock in the next half hour. I don't know how Ian feels about coming on before Ed the Sock. We also have, uh, we'll just do caller number one, Kellen, 780 2 passes to fast track indoor karting. Caller number one, 780
1: Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts.
2: This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. Dallas leading Calgary 1-0, 12 minutes into the game. After two, the Maple Leafs up 4-2 on the Sharks. Ducks and Panthers 2-2 late in the third. And about six minutes left in Detroit. Red Wings up 4-3 on the Blues. The PA Raiders already leading the Oil Kings 3-0 at Rogers Place. A minute and a half left In the first period, Uh, what a story the Raiders have been in the Western Hockey League. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It's 7.34. My name is Reed Wilkins. We have an Oilers game tomorrow. 5.30 for the face-off show game at 7 as they take on the Los Angeles Kings. Final weekend before the Christmas break. For the U of A Golden Bears hockey team, they are heading to Saskatoon to take on their arch-rivals, the Saskatchewan Huskies, welcoming back to the show Golden Bears head coach Ian Herbers. Hey Ian, how's it going?
1: Uh, good, thanks, Reed. I heard you talking about PA and that. They got rid of my old D partner's assistant coach, Dave Manson, and they seem to be rolling ever since, so that's good for them.
2: <laughs> well, Dave Manson now working with some of the Oilers' young defensemen in uh, in Bakersfield. So, uh, well, that's so why I can say it. I know he's down in California, so I don't have to worry about him hunting me down. <laughs> now, was he the uh, toughest? He must be one of, if not the toughest guys you ever played with.
1: No, no. Back then, everybody was tough, and uh, Dave was. Well, obviously, he was at the upper end, but there was there was guys that were very tough. Uh, at least when, Dave could play a lot more, and brought another element to the game just besides toughness. So,
2: right. Well, uh, pretty good NHL career too, for sure. Hey, uh, before we get into the Golden Bears uh, stuff, and you guys have been doing uh, doing really well. I know you're getting healthier. Were you not? coached by Ken Hitchcock when you played on a midget team that went to the the Air Canada Cup, the midget championship?
1: Uh, Yeah, both years we went to the Air Canada Cup with Hitch. He was my midget coach, uh, and his last year midget was my last year midget, and he actually went to the Canler's Blazers, and I went to the Kelowna Wings. So I got to see him uh, when we played two exhibition games, and then 16 times regular season. And if we would have met him in the playoffs, it would have been the best of nine.
2: Oh geez. Well, you know what? Chris Joseph and Rob Brown told a great story about a best of nine series on the faceoff show last night. I mean, I know this was a while ago for Hitch and you were a lot younger, but I think when he was coaching Sherwood Park, he had almost a 900 winning percentage in a dozen years there. What impact did he have on you? Why was he so successful? I mean, obviously he's been successful in the NHL, but year after year, midget A, why was he so good?
1: Well, for me, it worked out well because it was about details and hard work. Obviously, I wasn't the most skilled defenseman or skilled player, uh, but I worked and I tried to out-compete the person I was playing against every night and in practice trying to out-compete. Uh, and details were important for me because I wasn't going to beat somebody dangling them or, or skill-wise. Uh, so that combination made it good for me. And with Hitch, we just did it over and over again until it became habit. You didn't even think about it. It was routine. Um, so we spent many practices going over and over and over again, and big part on conditioning, uh, and work ethic, aggressive forecheck. So a lot of things he's still doing now in the National Hockey League.
2: Yeah, and, and it's very interesting. And, and I was talking earlier in the show. I was I was talking about Happy Hitch. Everything he is saying is positive. I mean, you were on the Oilers coaching staff. You you, you played for the Oilers. And you've, this is now your second stint as, as coach of the U of A, which is a highly scrutinized program as well, with a lot of expectations. And, and it seems to me Hitch is going out of his way, Ian, to keep all the comments positive. I think he knows he can kind of set the tone for, or contribute to the how the team is talked about, and making sure no players become you know whipping boys or or chewed apart by the by the fans and, and the media. I mean, I, I think. My first impression is, and I'm, you know, I like it. I, I realize what he's doing, but I, but I, it's would he be calculated enough to be able to say like, okay, every word I say publicly, I'm going to make count, and I'm going to shift the conversation the way I want it.
1: Well, I know when we had him in Midget, we had nicknames for him, and one of them was definitely not Happy Hitch. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that one never came up uh, in the two years I was there, or anybody I talked to, a Junior. Uh, that had him as well but uh, a thing with a coach you've got to be able to change with the times uh, and adjust the way you coach and treat players and the way you handle things Uh, otherwise the game bypasses you and you're out of the business Um, so that's one thing he's doing obviously you know a little bit more than me I haven't been around the dressing room or with Hitch I've we've uh, shared a couple text messages to each other and stuff and I used to see him when I was Still with the Oilers staff, but uh, you would know better than me right now.
2: All right. Ian, you guys are going to Saskatchewan, and uh, you're coming off uh, a couple of big wins over the Calgary Dinos. Uh, You outscored them 14-2 in two games, and the Dinos have been having a good season as well. How do you compare the health of your team now as to maybe a couple of months ago?
1: Well, we're still not 100%. We still got a couple guys on the IR, but way better than we were at the start of the year, that's for sure. Um, so it is coming, it's, it's slowed down our process of changing the way we play and the way I want the guys to play, uh, but they're buying in, they're realizing that it's been effective. We've had a few games here where we put up 60 shots, uh, we've created a lot more ozone time than they have in the past, and I'm liking the way our D are standing up and holding the gap and making it difficult for teams to enter on us. Uh, our puck movement's been a lot better uh, we're getting pucks up to our forward. Obviously, we got the five guys or six defensemen jumping in and joining the rush. Uh, but right now, the biggest thing is probably in the last few games that we played here is we got contributions from all four lines. Obviously, in Calgary, Philp's line really stepped it up, which was the first time I had put those guys together this year, uh, especially with Leco being out uh, most of the year and then McGee, or McGee out for a little bit, and then Philp was out for a while as well. Um, so I thought they had an outstanding game in Calgary, uh, but we've had the other lines are chipping in and the defensemen are scoring as well, which is key.
2: I mean, look, you and I have done uh, tons of interviews about the Saskatchewan Huskies. Uh, so I didn't want to make it totally the f- the focal point, but you guys have won seven. They've won 12 in a row. They're 13 and one, you guys are 11 and three. And aren't you the only team to beat them back in the second game of the year?
1: Yeah, yeah. We started slow. Our first game against them was, was not a Bears-style hockey game, uh, but we responded very well the next night and played our game, and I thought we had a very strong game against them and, and look, made them look like an average team, which they're not. Um, they're playing very well. They've, they've got they're, they're healthy as well uh everybody's contributing for them um so it's going to be a difficult weekend for us probably the best thing about this weekend though is they're finally out of the doghouse or the dog pound or whatever they call that uh out of that shoebox of a rink and we'll actually get to use some of our skill and our speed and it'll be a hockey game instead of just a uh, a battle
2: so rutherford rink is no more
1: Nope. Well, it's still there. I think they're still using it for campus rec and community hockey. It's perfect for squirts and initiation hockey. It's the right size for that. Uh, other than that, it's a big fire hazard and everything else. So it's, they have their brand new rink. Uh, the Pandas actually opened it up at the beginning of the year. They were the first game against the, the female Huskies. Um, so it's our chance here to go there before Christmas. It'll be our first time, but it's uh, from everything I'm hearing, it's a beautiful facility.
2: All right. Well, I, I I don't understand why you have problems with rust falling off the ceiling onto the ice and delaying <laughs> games. and everything else. I, I guess you're old off, fashioned. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, a couple times there, we had pucks hit rafters, and it was a fifteen twenty minute delay while they tried to clean the ice and and stuff. So.
2: Well, I'm glad to hear they got a new rink in Saskatchewan. I hope you guys get four points out of there on the weekend. Thanks for the updating, and always love having you on the show. No, great. No, we know it'll be a difficult weekend, so we've got to bring our A game to have any chance. That is Ian Herber is checking in tonight, head coach of the uh, U of A Golden Bears. So, yeah, Alberta, Saskatchewan, this great rivalry, they're going to be done their season series here uh, in the first semester. They, they played right at the beginning of the year and now playing here to close out uh, the Canada West schedule before the Christmas break. These games in Saskatoon Friday and Saturday. Huskies 13-1, 12-game winning streak. Bears 11-3, and 7-game winning streak. Uh, Bears uh, blew out third place Calgary a couple of games on the weekend. It is seven forty-three. When we get back, add the sock.
3: This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on six thirty,
2: Chad. And I am pleased to welcome to Inside Sports. You will hear him tonight. You can see him in Edmonton one week from. Tonight, the one and only Ed the Sock. Ed, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing?
5: I'm good right now. I'm uh, in a car traveling from Nanaimo to Victoria.
2: Well, you're living the glamorous life, aren't you?
5: Oh, yeah. yeah. If you're imagining that this is some kind of stretch limo with uh, hot and cold running champagne, yeah, dream on. This is Canadian show business. I'm lucky I'm not on a greyhound.
2: Uh, so, how come you weren't set up with better travel accommodations? Aren't you deserving of, of always the best, Ed?
5: What I deserve and what I get, like most people in life, are miles apart. I right, listen, I am a Canadian icon. That should mean something. You know what it means? It means people say I'm a Canadian icon. That and a nickel, I'll have a nickel.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, I'm glad to hear, though, you're, you're back out on the road. And, and you're coming to Edmonton. You're going to be here next Wednesday uh, at, at Union Hall. You're pretty excited about visiting our fair city?
5: I am. Edmonton is one of my favorite cities. I uh, haven't been there in a while. Uh, I have friends there. At least I think I have friends there. I think I owe, a couple of them owe me money now that I'm thinking about it. Those bastards. Okay, but I'm glad to be coming to Edmonton, uh, bringing my war on stupid show there, uh, trying to re-engage people in a conversation that's, uh, you know, right now, right and left are stupidity and stereo. Somebody's got to stand up and be the voice of the people. And I've always been Canada's inner voice out loud. And so I'm back with a megaphone for Canadians.
2: Now, I, I was reading a little bit about your war on stupid tour, Ed. It, it, Ed you kind of touched on it. It seems to me like you're you're not really taking sides. Is it fair to say you're a little bit upset with everybody these days? Well, yeah, everybody's insane. Nobody's reasonable
5: anymore because in order to get attention, you got to be one of the freak shows. You got to be somebody who screams and says something completely unreasonable because then everyone listen. You're always going to get attention if you set yourself on fire, and uh, that's what I'm fire retardant. By the way, um, so that's why I'm able to stay reasonable. But yeah, both sides. Everybody, it's, it's just a team sport right now. It's like the world's been divided into fans of the Leafs uh, and the Habs, and uh, you're either on one side or the, or the other.
2: Ed the Sock joining us on Inside Sports. You know, I, I and again, I was I was uh, reading up on you sort of reacquainting myself uh, with your career and, and your, your recent uh, doings here. I mean, you kind of went away for a while. So what were you doing when you were in this sort of... I, I, maybe exile is too strong a word, but, but let people know what you were up to while you are out of the public eye for a while.
5: I don't think exile is too strong a word. Listen, when I left... Uh, I thought that I'd put Canadians through my programming to be to read through all the media manipulations, to see through the spin, to see through the political talk, and see what's really going on. I thought I left them with the tools, and then I went away to write my memoirs, and I come back and look what you've done with the place.
2: Okay, well, so 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 you you you're you're stepping in here to to help uh, show us the way uh, a little bit, I guess. Now this is a sports show, so I should ask you: Ed, um, do, Are you a big sports watcher? While you were in this exile, did you find yourself tuning into the Leafs and the Habs, watching Connor McDavid start his NHL career with the Oilers?
5: Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, I'm a Canadian, so of course I, I watched hockey. I mean, I was in exile, but. It wasn't like I was in a cave somewhere.
2: Okay, well, that's that's, that's good to hear. Uh, are you keeping in shape athletically? Like, are we going to be seeing a uh, a healthy, fit Ed the sock when you're at Union Hall next Wednesday?
5: Yes, you You know why? Because, because my fuel is anger, and I am so angry at the way the world is and how stupid everybody is and how stupid things are. We're in a world right now where it literally also means figuratively. How can a word mean its opposite? This doesn't make sense. It's like the frog in the boiling water. Everyone started to just accept the ridiculousness around us without somebody planting a flag and saying, this far, no further.
2: Ed, if 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 you could sit down with Donald Trump, where would you take that conversation?
5: I would not sit down with Donald Trump. Like I can't be in a room with that much ignorance. It's like kryptonite.
2: All right, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I guess I guess that settles that. You know, Ed, I, I think for a lot of people they remember uh, what are the some of the things you used to do on uh, on, on Much Music. You used to have uh, what was it the the, the cheesy movies and then the and the fromage. Cheesy... Yeah, do you miss do you miss doing that? And there, is there still a lot of fromage in the world today?
5: Well, there's tons of it, and I'm starting a new online network called Fun the Fu Network. It's at FU network TV and there will be new Fromage uh, programs that see the cheesy history of music videos and uh, classic videos they couldn't make today. So that'll be there starting in February on the FU network. It's a network that's gonna recapture that spirit of what Much Music was, but bring it into the twenty first century.
2: Now, like what happened to Much Music? It it's it seemed to me there was a point, Ed, where it, it went from showing Uh, It went from showing music videos to reality programming, and now I don't even know if it's still on the air. If I want to watch a music video, I just go to YouTube.
5: Well, most people went to YouTube, and that's what happened to MuchMusic, but I have a video online. You can search it. It's called Who Murdered MuchMusic, and I lay it out there how that channel went from being a huge cultural force to being nothing.
2: All right. Well, well, fair, fair comment for sure. Because, like I said, I don't even know where to where to find it anymore. Okay. So when you come, when you come to Union Hall next Wednesday, uh, you're going to be right here in Edmonton. I, I know you don't want to give away too much of the show, but what can people expect? And might there be some uh, photo autograph opportunities? Like, can people get up close and personal with Ed the Sock?
5: Yeah, I think they're selling a VIP ticket where you get. To uh, you know, meet me, get some selfies with me, get some special signed uh, certificates for the war on stupid. Uh, So there is, yeah, you'll be able to get up close and personal. The show is me sounding off about the state of the world and trying to introduce some sanity to it. Also, going to be showing you classic clips of mine from much music with celebrities. Um, and clips where I took on management and uh, and won, uh, giving you the actual behind-the-scenes stories of where it went on, because no one published a tell-all, because basically it's Canada. We don't care about our own stuff. So uh, instead, I'll be giving you the behind-the-scenes, the real dirty laundry, if I'm going to use a sock pun, uh, of what it was like working at Much Music and showing some clips that... Ten years ago, we're totally fine to put on TV, but today you can't put on TV because television's colon has clenched so tight that if you put a piece of coal in there, it'll turn into a diamond.
2: Oh, that's quite an image. Who's your favorite celebrity interview of all time, Ed?
5: Of all time. Well, I think right now the one that's in my mind is Stan Lee, because he just passed away, and he was a great interview. But, I mean, I had a great fun with uh, Christina Aguilera, Willie Nelson, and Coldplay, and Beyonce. And the thing is that I was never so impressed with celebrities, so i do the interview, and I'd forget that I did it. So I've got a list of people that I, I'm like, oh, yeah, I interviewed that person. I totally forgot. Uh, I tended not to decide who was my favorite. It was just a job. But it was a job
2: I loved. Well, Ed, you're on the list of one of my all-time favorite interviews here at Inside Sports. Enjoy the Canadian tour. Enjoy Edmonton next Wednesday. Great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Reed. Hopefully i uh, see you there, too. That is Ed the Sock, everybody. My goodness. Anger is his fuel. He's starting the FU network. <laughs> oh, that was fun. You like Ed the Sock? Tell you what we're going to do. We'll give away two tickets to go see Ed the Sock next Wednesday, December 5th at Union Hall. Uh, Usually there are two Socks, so caller number 2, 780-496-0063. That was fun. Ducks beat the Panthers 3-2. Red Wings beat the Blues 4-3. Maple Leafs lead the Sharks 4-2 halfway through the third. Stars and Flames 1-1 after 1 in the first period no score penguins and avalanche the oil kings get an early goal in the second period but they still trail prince albert 3-1 at rogers place oilers game tomorrow 5 30 face-off show game at seven get it all here on 6:30. 30 ched thanks to kellen kennedy our studio producer The producer of Inside Sports is Dave Campbell. Really appreciate everybody who called in and texted tonight. And quite frankly, if you didn't do either of those things, but just listened and had a good time, I appreciate that too. My name is Reed Wilkins. Adler is next. Have a wonderful evening.
1: 6:30. Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on 6:30. Chad.